say real recognize real. That don't mean we can't recognize these fake ass niggas too. Love. These niggas be claiming they real, but really be faked in a bitch. How you say you a gangster, but always be gossiping, keeping my name on your lips. Look, homie, it ain't no disgust. You niggas so lame as disgust. Pillow talking for pussy, I swear that there's too many niggas who hating for none. Look, stop all that talking, boy, you gossip like a bitch. Hold up, stop pillow talking, boy, you sound just like a bitch. Nigga, stop all that talking, boy, you gossip like a bitch. Hold up, stop pillow talking, boy, you sound just like a bitch. Nigga, stop the chitter chatter, you a chatty patty. Who gossip like a jealous baby daddy trying to cuff the hoe that wanna fuck with dough and be bumping mold in the face with Eddie. The shit you do, we call it pillow talk. Niggas claim they hard, but really pillow soft. Hold up, my nigga Jew on the beat and it hit so hard, fuck around and knock your windows off, nigga. And we're live on the audio. We're live on Facebook. We're live on the audio. Dobeezy looking at Facebook. It's yes, sir. <laughs> some Inception stuff going on. Episode 51. Inceptuous. <laughs> the one year anniversary of On Tap with Southside Collection. Let's get a round of applause for that, man. One year, one year, one year. Or some birthday yes, bomb for that. Birthday bomb. Fire birthday bomb. Carlos Diaz with me as always. Garrett Horvath. Oh, that look like never mind. Okay. Uh, like I was about to empty my cup it. for that. Just that does not it, look buddy. like him right just there. Try it. I'll pour some of mine. You can try that one. So you don't have to chug your water there. Try it. Just try it. I haven't had it, so I can't really swear by it or anything. No, not for Dobeezy. It's definitely not him. Let's get some for. I was really gonna come up with like a clever nickname for myself on the top. And I couldn't. <laughs> Garrett. Garrett. I'm Garrett. Susan. All right. There you go. Oh, thank you. The birthday bomb. Oh, Introduce yeah. yourselves, gentlemen, while we take this uh, toast. Joyous toast. Well, go I'll ahead. start off. Dobeezy, Southeast Beast. There um, we go. Southeast Beast. One of the new faces in Houston that's just trying to hold it down, man. He's being a little modest. I was going <laughs> to say a little modest. <laughs> go ahead, Nathan. Uh, All your stats. Yeah. Let's hear them. And what, Nathan, what side of the city beast are you? Yeah, uh, yeah I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> uh, no beast. Yeah, Nathan from uh, Texas Liquor Brewing Company, in which we're hanging out in we in are Texas Liquor Brewing Company tonight, and uh, <laughs> we'll uh, we're about a month away. So true. Yeah. Oh yeah, we can finally say where we've been all this time. Yeah, I was about to <laughs> say that when we've been. Saying we've been like in the mosquito hole where they found uh, Osama bin Laden and, and stuff like that, but now we can tell you that that was a lie. We have been we've in been Texas, Texas Liquor <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just like just a little bit. Oh, my man's playing the podcast right here. <laughs> I'm a fan. There <laughs> we go. I'm not able to edit it while we're playing. Yeah, it's crazy. We'll tag you guys after the episode. It no, was something no I was going to go for. No worries. No worries. <laughs> yeah. How long have you been plotting on this one, man? Uh, we. We've been at this spot for about a year. Uh, it's been it's been a long road for me. It's been about four years trying to make this happen. Mm-hmm. So, two years full time, and and we're in the home stretch now, man. So there we go. Good. Do you feels actually good. believe it? Because once you put like four years into making something start, once it's about to start, you're still kind of like, in my like in my experience, you're kind of still like, you you don't know. You've seen so much happen. I mean. I don't believe it, but then you look around and all this pretty stainless. It's, <laughs> it's hard not to believe it at this point. So, uh, I mean, it feels good. It feels good to be set up and being that close to have, uh, you know, have, have a date picked out for next month. There and, we go. Uh, where hopefully all those Southside listeners will come out and 
That's the point. It's gonna be a whole thing. You can yeah. come out and hang out while the podcast happens. Uh, yeah, and drink <laughs> love it. Our you can, beer. Yeah. There we go. You can see how ignorant it gets behind the scenes sometimes. Oh. Yeah, you can see uh, pizza rough. guys come in and apply for jobs that don't even exist yet. Oh man, what a ballsy pizza guy! Though. I, I, I like that. I that's like that's it. the yeah. guy you want on your team. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, I'll say it earlier. Like, yeah. He drove off he and drove he was like, I, I I should go over there and I should say I need a job. That let you that let you know he's definitely willing to jump on the opportunity. It yeah, also shows, yeah, you know, right. no loyalty, but you know. <laughs> As he said, I'm a little to, to know my job. <laughs> Which is something you don't really want to hear from the guy that delivers your pizza in a way. Because then you're like, damn, this guy didn't give a fuck about these pizzas. <laughs> Never delivered with love. Uh, a little Houston roundup, real quick. The Astros haven't been doing too hot. Uh, they lost today, but they had gone two in a row. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. We're still up by what? what did I say twelve games. They're doing what I told everyone to ex- like to expect. When they kill it so far ahead, I was telling them, like, look, they need to do this because they're a Houston team, first of all. So they're bound to start letting you down a little bit. <laughs> but then also, it's baseball. There's 162 games. True that. You're gonna have stretches where you lose. You're gonna have people get hurt. Carlos Correa, or like, I thought we would do more at the trade deadline, but we didn't. But it's like we needed to have that cushion. Wait, we got Liriano. Yeah. You know, we're talking show. about I'm getting, getting Justin Verlander. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that's gonna work. Uh, Derek Lewis got booked. He's gonna fight uh, oh, for uh, Fabricio Verdum in. What? Yeah, he got announced today. Damn. Yeah, he's gonna fight Fabricio. That's gonna be a good ass fight. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be uh, towards the end of the year. I'm talking to him. We're definitely gonna have him on for that. Good. Have some beer for that one before he starts getting into. Shape, you know, the heavyweight shape is, is a motherfucker. I think you just have to be at least 265 pounds. You have to, like, not drink soda for a couple weeks. Yeah. yeah. I think you're good. Yeah. Nah, like, we know uh, Juan, and Juan, like, walks around. I don't want to put any numbers out there that aren't true, but I think he walks around around, like, 300. Because that well, dude is a... Like, well, he's not fighting. He's portraying a gladiator, so... True. He's yeah. got to stay in some type of shape. I well, he's not being a gladiator. He's triggering people on Facebook, and that's great to that's watch. That's a whole different story altogether. <laughs> uh, what, what other Houston things have been going on? Anyone seen uh, anything in the news? Well, Carmelo Anthony is still being held hostage by the New York Knicks. That's yes. good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want him. I, I kind of feel the same way. I, I feel I like, uh, you know, where he, what he's shown us this past couple of years is something that I feel like we don't need here in Houston. But, yeah. you know, the excuse is, you know, New York don't want him and he's not playing for a team that wants him, so he's not playing to his full. Yeah. But my thing is, all we can go on is what we've been seeing and, what I've been seeing personally isn't gonna really help Houston, but maybe collectively yeah, with. But I mean, Daryl Morey said it. It's an arms race right, right now. Right. So it is as, as many people as we can get right now. Oh yeah, I'm not opposed sure. to it. I'm not opposed to it. But we've they, seen how he works with Mike D'Antoni in the past, and how they do get frustrated with each other. Right. And I could just see something like that erupting even quicker the second time around. Right. But right. maybe they can get over it this time. Well, yeah. That's the other thing is once you've been in the league for so long, like Carmelo has, and you have so much talent. This is like hoping for the best, but you would think maybe he takes responsibility for certain things. Right, like right. He kind of realizes, like, okay, maybe I have to just conform to a few things that will make the team all around better. Yeah. But Or it's his second run with D'Antoni. You yeah. would think he's almost, like, admitting, like, yeah. I'm the one that screwed up. The first I'm, time around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. Uh, oh, the Texans play the Patriots. Sorry, the Texans lose to the Patriots on Saturday. No, <laughs> yeah, I love the it's Texans. preseason, man. We can do it. Still a loss. Oh, uh, well, it doesn't matter. We've never beat them. Ever. Ever. Jesus. We've never ever beat them. We have never ever never. beat them. And just in case you were gonna ask Nathan, no, we have never, never ever, ever ever beat, beat them. them. <laughs> they rule us. 
Jeez Louise, we come close sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Last year in the playoffs, close we should have won. Could it. it does not. Last year in the playoffs, we should have won, even without J.J. Watt. Yeah. Like, we still should have won, but they didn't. They did the Texans thing where they settled for field goals. Can't can't be settling for field goals. Three Boy, points man. when you got Tom Brady who can throw it to goddamn anybody. Really, you throw it to the water boy and he'll catch a touchdown. Tom Brady catches the ball out of the sna- or the uh, shotgun and just like walks backwards a little bit and just waits. That's like, beautiful. He, he's never <laughs> in any harm's way. And then we did, and we didn't capitalize on it. So. Yeah. Fuck it. Well, fuck it. Yeah. That's. <laughs> yeah. We got the Texans coming up. I'm excited for the actual regular season. To be honest with you, uh, you know Tom Brady is getting old. You know, so one of these days, someone has to crack Some, The wear and tear is going to come in somewhere, man. And those Texas boys don't play. I think it happens <laughs> in three years. Oh, jeez. He's 40. I think Tom Brady has two very good more se- or two more very good seasons. And then he starts to deteriorate and then takes it off like a year where he's not as good. And then on that fourth year, he realizes like he's So you think he's going to play in for 44? Yeah. Jeez, he doesn't Louise. get hit. What about, uh, what about y'all? Uh, I mean, I, I definitely, definitely see where he's coming from. I don't but you think four years? What reason does he have to retire? I don't. I don't like the guy. But yeah, I can't, <laughs> I can't bet against him. Yeah. I mean, you can, but you can put time into factor. I don't, I don't think he, what I'm saying is, uh, I don't think a quarter. I don't think can he can he? go 44. I think what he's saying is, uh, 42. you know, most quarterbacks that do try to go that long is so much wear and tear, but he hasn't even had to go through that yeah. wear and tear. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? It's, Did y'all see today that Aaron Rodgers said he's gonna buy into the Tom Brady diet? He's like, I want to change my game, so I'm going to start eating like Tom Brady. Yeah. I didn't see that. I've seen it. Jokingly on a show, I saw him, like, present his diet <laughs> to someone. And, like, he's got it mapped out in, like, folders and fucking, like, all this other shit. Like, he's very serious about every, like, detail about his life. Right. I think he can make it four more years almost easy. But, like, because, again, he hasn't been hit. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. he just doesn't but get But when he hit. does get hit. Okay, but, like. Brett Favre, he's also got last, the Brady how long rule, ever so. Brett Favre last? And he used to get blasted. Yeah, right, right. playing with Romanowski, <laughs> right? I don't know if my timeline, if my timeline is correct. But he was getting his ass hit. My man had a few beers. He's already speaking out of his ass. <laughs> Romanowski's a big motherfucker. He is a big motherfucker. But uh, we can get past that. I'm excited for it. Uh, Nathan, this is your fucking baby right here. Let's get into that. If I yeah. do declare, yeah. so what kind? What is your what, what are your cores here? What do well, we? So I mean, we had Carlos. You've had quite a few of the beers. Now. I have over time. Um, and we had a couple beforehand, but we're going to start off with our flagship beers, which are our blonde. Um, we have a Belgian ale, we have a Bach, and we have uh, an IPA. So all four of those will be rolled out, and those will be our flagship beers to start. And then we'll be doing specialty beers all the time. Of course. Nice. Yeah, I got you. Um, my main thing I wanted you to talk on is sure. your inspiration to have started a brewery. Because like you said, it was four years ago. Yeah. And so it's not like you saw like big names that are happening right now that have opened up in the last year or so, sure. in the last two years. Like You were already thinking about it, so something was driving you other than the fact that like you saw it could succeed. And, and honestly, man, I, th- I think it was, uh, was kind of just dumb luck. Honestly, yeah. I, was, I was a home brewer. I was in a garage with my buddies, and... Um, you know, used to be in the music scene and uh, just got caught up in, in family life and music scene doesn't really... Oh, do you have kids? No. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were going to bring it up. Yeah, I, 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 I have that. a I few just, kids. Uh, <laughs> got a few. Yeah. Oh, man, fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so just, you know, the, the opportunity came, you know, and I, I thought, you know, I, I fell in love with homebrewing and, and 
beer industry in general and the Houston beer industry and just kind of dove in um, two years ago and uh, quit my job and just wanted to make sure it happened and mm. so uh, we've been in this spot for about a year and it's really it's you know obviously just like any business just like just like the music scene there's up and downs but right. uh, you know we um, right, right now we're on the up and we're gonna keep riding that and yeah uh, and try to you know push through exactly you keep riding that up because like even when i bought the business the dude that sold it to me was like look you have great days and you have days that like make you feel like you're on top of the world and you're gonna have bad days yeah for so sure like when you're up you plan for those down days where like when you're yeah. up you keep making decisions that have kept you up because then it's like you get a couple down days but then you know how to bounce back yeah and so you just keep, I keep saying you know like celebrate small victories yeah, yeah. it's it sounds no, almost almost cliche sometimes you know like it, okay well when's when's product coming out the door when when's money coming in or yeah. when, when's that next big event but you know what sometimes the equipment worked all <laughs> all the equipment worked in one day you yeah know? Right, right. that's exactly. a victory you know no and so, it does come down to that too because like even last week when you're like we're gonna be brewing next week guy or like two weeks ago you're like we're gonna be brewing next yeah. week and i hit you up and you're like this one small thing isn't happening and so it's just like it can bring you down a little bit because yeah. you, you had all those expectations and so you just have to kind of match it for sure but yeah i i know it's been difficult for you just because we've been talking about it personally for like two years yeah you know, and, and we've known each other for a while so you've been kind of tracking my journey but it's you know at the end of the day it's this is where you know my the area where i stay and like that's where i wanted to have a brewery and there's nothing out here yeah um so for me it was just it's about doing that, doing something for the community, um, doing something for the Houston community and the southwest side of Houston, and uh, you know, beer and baseball—they just go together. Yeah, you know? that's something I, I wanted to get into the, the, the Texas leaguers. Yeah, you really love baseball. <laughs> I, I do love baseball. You know, I, I wasn't a star baseball player like uh, our boy GH over there, but yeah. you know. <laughs> I try to get him on the skiers, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> yeah, you get mad anytime I bring up that I played baseball. <laughs> you bring it up. Wait, you play baseball? I had no idea. I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah, well, he Rick does Carlos. like to throw it around. No, I'm just a big sports fan. So, guys, wait. Back when I played varsity yeah, baseball. Yeah, we know. We know. <laughs> you played at Elkins? What? I don't like people to know that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's just something I love and uh, just excited about about doing that, man. It's it's gimmicky, sure, but it's baseball. Who I think like you baseball? also you need something that – Something that you can continue to play on, and For so sure. it's like baseball is always going to have. Like you this told me second most profitable American sport. Was, can I say it or no? Like, yeah, you oh, can okay. say the best. Six four three, and I didn't get it. Yeah, and then I, I was like, oh yeah, like everything's baseball. baseball. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like you can have so like it, it offers itself to so many series names, to this, to that, to the other, and then say it became so big that like the Astros wanted to play in with it, and it's just like. That's like the dream, I yeah, imagine. Yeah, sure. Once you're playing baseball, <laughs> you just came. Because I don't like the Astros at all, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I do. I love the Astros. <laughs> yeah, the for Astros the record, well. Well, well, I'm on the record. Yeah, please yeah. make the, the trade to get Justin Verlander, please. Just something. Something <laughs> would something. be wonderful. <laughs> Besides Tyler Clifford. Oh jeez. Uh, yeah, we did just get that guy. Hey, Last we, time I saw him pitch live, he gave up a walk-off hey, home run to George Springer. We need so. bullpen help. That's all. That's we all do I'm need saying. bullpen help. But stop trying to divert the attention from yourself, Nathan. But now, um, when it came to deciding or to do it out here, yeah. like, because it's been kind of 
the more popular thing recently where there's breweries popping up all over Houston and like we are still in Houston mm-hmm. but we're a subset of Houston so it's like giving these people something to drink as well yeah I, I think that's part of it I mean when when I first started out to do this I mean uh, Fort Bend Brewing was still around yeah you know and their location which still has a sign on it, it's just a quarter mile down the road so yeah. um, I, some motivation I don't know about motivation. I don't. I don't know if it was even motivation, but I think at the time, you know, I mean, we're. I don't even know how many breweries we're looking at at that time. I don't. Yeah. It was less than ten. I don't know. Yeah. There wasn't very many. Now I think we're. If anyone's counting, we're at like forty-four. Yeah, we're forty-five. Forty-five. Actually, we're not gonna give you. We're not gonna tell you the forty-fifth <laughs> brewery because I would hate to do that. I know. Too. I know. I know you would. But it, I think we're less than forty. But when they all open, definitely not forty five. We'll, we'll, we'll be forty five. There's definitely forty four or forty six breweries. <laughs> yeah, out there exactly. No, so uh, just Southwest Side, man. That's like I said. That's that's where I'm at. That's where there's nothing out out here. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've got good friends in the area, but there's nothing out here that I think I think this community needs. I think it's not too far away from the in town folk. Yeah. But you know, we can. It's easier to get here from downtown, or like from for sure. As opposed to like growing up here my entire life, which yeah. is quite a statement. <laughs> when you say anywhere is easier to you know to get uh, oh, to yeah, downtown. Exactly. <laughs> but it's like we Carlos and I used to go to breweries downtown all the time, and it was just like it was planning ahead because you're like, all right, well we should leave around this time because we're gonna hit traffic, and then we're gonna this and that, and it's gonna be an hour to get home, and yeah. so it's like to have a place pop up in your little sub area of Houston where people can still come to. But it's also like then you get this pride about it where you're like that's like my little yeah area. that's my I, I hope so I hope yeah. that's the that's what we can we can have out here you know yeah it's, it's I, I I mean I was raised in Houston so Houston's home and I don't want to like say I'm not part of Houston but it's nice to be you know out some for the burbs too yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that's the best way to put it we're all know. in Houston or from Houston but it's also like. It, when people ask me at work, like, are you, do you live in Houston? I'm like, oh, no, I live in Missouri City. And they're like, oh, you, like, you already know. Like, yeah. or like, if someone says they're from Pearland, you're like, ugh, that's, that's off. Like, that's out there. Well, in their that's, defense, I've never really met someone from Pearland. I was too <laughs> great of a person. Hey, all of our listeners are in Pearland. They're a hot spot. Hot I, spot. I, I love hey, you, man. Pearland. No, I'm just, I don't know anything about anyone in Pearland. <laughs> Derailed. Derailed. <laughs> That's literally, that could be the secondary name of the podcast. Was that? Derailing. Yeah, there you go. But it has nothing to do with beer or music. So. Speed of beer. Let's get some fucking beer, man. Yeah. All right. What's, what's next? In this right? This is, this is the... This some, is the treasure chest this, of beers I decided an, we would drink when I could drink again. beers over here. Do you uh, like something sour? Not like overly sour, but yeah, like... Yeah, I mean, more of like a sour sweet pause uh <laughs> nah, then the, then the darker <laughs> i'll take that before the dark uh heavy i think this stuff. is the last you. sour and then everything else is yeah dark yeah. after that let's go with that guy I try. Yeah, we got some text liquor beer in there but there you go buddy crack it open man you're the beer guest <laughs> we're the beer house we should no man hold that no man nathan knows what it is boom oh when do your lights okay. go out it's motion censored. Make some motion. Somebody's Nathan, motion. are you trying to set up? Hey, it's Kang. Happy birthday, Kang. It's Kang's birthday. It's our birthday. He's wearing one of our shirts. There we go. He's My man. He's walking on camera, and I fuck with that. What's up, boy? 
This is Nathan. What's going on, bro? Yeah, easy. Dope easy. Good. All right, bro. Yeah, this is our man Kang. He's uh, he's been on the show twice. right in front of the camera. Don't worry about the camera, Kang. Come on, man. It's your birthday, bro. Fuck it. Now he's been on the birthday, man. Yeah, he goes bathroom over there. That's cool. Not the rest of us, man. Pull you up. Pull you up. Pull. So, so you never played baseball? I played Little League. I was more of a basketball and football player, honestly. I ran some track, played basketball and football, but baseball was always uh, was always my love, yeah. but I never played baseball. <laughs> played Little League. It's not easy, man. Mm, mm, mm. That is delicious. That's him right there. That's it right there. Mm, that is definitely a lot better. You can Which one's this? This is Bishop's Barrel 12. Mm. Which is... Christmas ale with cherries Christmas and wine cher- White wine barrels. You must work at a bar or something. <laughs> I'm decent at my job. That's why I got a side hobby. What's your side hobby? Hosting a podcast. Hey-oh. So I'm how many... On it, though. I know this is random. So if you got a keg, how many how many cups you think you get out of keg? Depends which size keg, but like, uh, or what size cup. Oh, okay. So kegs come in different sizes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you'll get like, there's what's called a pony keg, and they're like the smaller, slim ones. And what out of that, you'd, you'd normally serve whatever beer that is, like Snifter anyway. And so then, what would you. You get like, you get 40, 16 ounce pours out of that. There you go. It's a lot of beer. Do yeah. you carry kegs? I do have kegs. Not yet. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> give, give me a couple of weeks. Man. No, record. Yeah, you have them for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I'll record you. Nathan said it earlier before we were on that he's going to beat B52's record whenever this place is fully that. functional. He I said that we're going to actually that. put a straw into one of these things <laughs> and drink from there. We're going to host one of the episodes in it, like yeah. that Family Guy episode where they're just <laughs> chilling in the keg. <laughs> Karen, can you walk over there and kick that light on for us, man? <laughs> it's motion censored. So Damn. all you have to do is literally kick. <laughs> Just keep walking until it turns on, I guess. Anyway. But don't worry about it. It's it's that one right there. But now, Sorry, uh, we're on a podcast and I'm talking about our lights. <laughs> I've had, like, but like you said, I've had um, all of your beers, I assume now. And uh, all of them have qualities that you would expect from that style, but with like with like something that's either purposefully kind of left out, and like something else is amplified. Or what, what can people really expect from? from that's an interesting take on it. Um, I'm not I'm not going to confirm or deny what you just said, yeah. but I I like that. That's yeah. that's a good. I think all the beers are super approachable. Mm-hmm. Is um, I think every beer we make we brew with passion. But not necessarily, um, like, there's a couple of beers, and I'm not throwing anybody on the bus. Um, it says brewed for us. I'm not saying I'm not going to drink my beer, because I love all the beer we make. Yeah. Um, I would hope. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. I mean, uh, people, I hate the term chick beer, too. I'm going to chase that rabbit. Uh, because I, our blonde, people have said, oh, it's a blonde. That means chick beer. I'm like, no, I love our blonde beer. Yeah. And, uh, like, that's... I don't want people to think, no, Nathan's a pansy, he's drinking the blonde. And I'm like, no. Trust that's... me, if they think you're a pansy, it's for something completely yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I get that all the time. Yeah. Previous guests, too, we've learned where it's just like, you can make a blonde beer. It's just, you can't, don't make it so bland. Like, some people make their blondes for that, like, and then it gets that bad connotation. But, no. like, 
when you make a beer with flavor, no matter what the fuck style it is, as long as it tastes good, yeah. It's, no matter what you do, like when it comes to clothes, music, or anything, like it could be something off the wall. As totally. long as it's good, people yeah. will like it. So I, I think our, our four flagships were try to stay true to style. I think we're always going to try to not mislabel something. I yeah. think that's a, a, something that would set us up for failure yeah. almost. Uh, so we're going to set up. We're gonna label it as it is. Uh, yeah. We're gonna try to brew to that style, and then we're gonna, we're gonna brew for um, what what we hope people like. We yeah. want we want something that if someone comes in off the street and they say, "Well, I drink this kind of beer," I'm like, "Well, try this. You know, yeah. maybe you'll like it." Um, I, that that's really one. I want I want someone to at least give us a shot. Yeah, you know, that's that's what it comes down to for me. I, I mean, we're gonna do some crazy stuff. We're gonna keep our small batch system pretty pretty active and do some stuff here in the tap room yeah a lot but um my main goal is just people enjoy our good beer you know yeah put out like a broad net totally which that's sounds more like you're making chick beers anyway but like <laughs> no no it, it does but yeah um, i think uh, that's like a broad net that's going to capture a lot of people and then yeah. bring them in and then when they're here for the beer yeah start experiencing and, what and, texas Liga yeah. wants to do with certain yeah and nothing we're doing is, i don't oh, think shit. it's targeting anyone either it's yeah. just we're just we're just making beer, you know, and if, if... And that's what some of the best breweries I've had on this show have said, you know, we don't make a beer that we wouldn't drink ourselves, you know? Totally. It, it has to be, it has to be come from a place of, like, person, you yeah. know? We're not just making beer to put it out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would say, you know, I could talk about each, fo- you know, each of the four and say I love this or even our specialty beers, but I, I like them all, man. I really yeah. do. I mean, that's, it depends on, It's. I think that's the beauty of craft beer. It depends what mood you're in or what the seasons are yeah. or, you know what what's going on you know it, it all changes what your palate is at totally and now are any of your your flagships like a like a carnation of like uh incarnations are uh, like when you first started home brewing at all uh i think they three of the four so the the blonde the bach and the ipa were all um original recipes from home brewing um okay uh my my brewer is awesome uh, Shout out to Doc. Yeah, yeah Doc is awesome. Uh, I'm sure he'll be on the show He's soon enough. But uh, yeah, the, when the doctor's in, man, he uh, he he can just really make some good stuff happen. So he took kind of the base and just said, "Okay, Nathan, this sucks, and let's make some good beer." <laughs> yeah. No, but okay, I, I like mean, where your head was at. But here's but, how you make it a thousand times. Yeah, better. exactly. No, hey, but, I'm gonna let you finish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, I think uh, I think we made some some really good stuff. Just I'm honestly trying to be more scientific about it. Yeah. I think that goes a long way. Uh, and he, the Belgian was was his baby. He brought that to the table. And uh, the first test batch he brewed, I fell in love with it. I was like, let's shoot. And I booted one of my beers from it. There we like, go. Time like, to run with yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, dude, this is good. So. Sweet. Yeah. Well, shit, Nathan, did you tell the people when they can come try this beer themselves? Um, I would say go follow us on social media, and if something's posted in three weeks that says when we're open, um, <laughs> that'd be the best. The time. Call. That would be call. The, that would be the best. And, thing and that you social do. media is uh, Text Leaguer Brewing Company on Facebook. I think it's just TX Leaguer Brew, uh, and that's on Instagram, Snapchat. What else? Twitter. <laughs> what other social medias are there? Yeah, I, I think that's all we do. <laughs> okay, we Cupid, yeah. all that good stuff. It's all there. <laughs> yeah. Farmers meat. Yeah. Yeah. Farmers meat for sure. Farmers only. Yeah. Farmers only. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez, bro. Yeah, go, Don't get go. your dating sites mixed up. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just mashed two yeah. of them together, and it was like two websites that don't want to meet. Yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, go go follow us and uh, we'll we'll be posting something in three weeks. It'll there be a go. surprise post. I don't know how much more of a teaser I can yeah. do. <laughs> well, I can make it a little bit of more of a teaser. Yeah. The day before. Don't don't put like letters over the. Like, like I said, we've been filming the podcast here for like now what almost three Two, months. Three months. Yeah, three and months, yeah. and every brewer that's come through here and has seen the progress in this place has nothing but good things to say about it. Right. And yeah. the people that have tried the beer have all really liked it. Mm. And most of them were not just being nice. Right. So I mean, that. that's a yeah. big thumbs up. Seriously, and, and, and some of these guys are actually very smart that we have on the show. Some yeah, of them aren't smarter. Than uh, also, it's like the three of us. So yeah. the, the conversations are had like even with you not in the room, so like yeah. they don't realize like they just think we're here filming the pot. Like they don't know you're our friend and shit like that. Yeah. But they're like, Wait, we're, fr- we're friends. Brewery. We're friends? I, think <laughs> I think we're friends. We had lunch yesterday. <laughs> we did. That's true. No, uh, no, that's awesome. That's, and so they, I appreciate they, that. People have nothing but good things to say about the setup. How you? I mean, it took you time, but like you can clearly see that you had a vision with what that time was going to take and what it was going to build. So yeah, and. And all I can do is shout out to Doc, cause yeah, <laughs> Dude. Doc. as long as the beer is good, <laughs> the rest of this yeah. it'll all work out. Yeah. Well, shit. Dope easy, brother. Thank you for coming first. No, of no all. doubt, I no wanna, doubt. I appreciate y'all having me, man. I want to yeah. talk about the first time I heard Dope Easy, and this is gonna be the second time. I think now in two weeks we brought up the Dom Kennedy concert. Yeah. I was leaving the Dom Kennedy. <laughs> I was leaving the Dom Kennedy concert, and someone handed me a mixtape with like a bunch of artists on it. Mm-hmm. And that's what the first time I heard Action Bronson. It's the first time I heard a bunch of people. And then there was Blue Magic, uh-huh. the, the, the the title track to Blue Magic. But like, all right, let's see who this is. Fucking slapped in the car. We're like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Look him up. He's from Houston. How long have we been missing this guy? Yeah, that's what's the, the rest was history. I went and downloaded Reggie Bush and Kool Aid. By the way, I love the name. We want to get into that as well. Yeah. Appreciate it. I downloaded that. I downloaded Blue Magic, and I've been a fan ever since. That's so dope. That's dope. Props to that guy. I, I wish I should. Props man, to that guy. Whoever uh, put that mixtape together. Man. Yeah. I don't have any beer left. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, nah, I appreciate yeah, it. Bust up another beer, man. Not like you're talking anymore. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was definitely a, a changing experience, a changed experience for me because you don't really have the typical Houston style about you. Right, you, right. you pick a different. I don't know. It's like I feel like there's battle bars. But like, like your delivery is battle bars, but your substance is like it's all substance. It's there. Right, right. And I really like how how you've. You know, uh, transitioned from Reggie Bush and Kool Aid to, to now. Right, right. So my my first question will be, what I want to know where the the Reggie Bush and Kool Aid came from. Like, like just that name right off the, the bat. The name alone came from uh, I, you know, obviously you know Wiz had Cushion Orange Juice. Yeah. So uh, there right around before he had came out, that's when I decided, you know what, I'm gonna really try to rap because I always freestyled and did stuff like that, but I yeah. never was like, man, I'm gonna pursue it. So um. I start um, just because you know I, I it, it didn't interest me to, to be a rapper. I just like doing it for fun. Yeah. And the only reason I excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm nasty. That beer is good. Yeah. Um. We used to like do like little freestyles at lunch in high school and, st- and stuff. And that was right around the time people just start figuring out how to put they uh little freestyles on CD. So they yeah. was passing out CDs. Everybody like Dobezy when your CD coming out. I'm like, man, I'm not doing that. So yeah. I have actually went to the studio one day and rapped. And when I heard the song and I heard my voice on it, I was like, oh, I love this. This is what I want to do mm, the rest of my life. Go. So um, you know, I just was recording a couple songs and I probably had about six or eight songs, no no title or anything. And then Cushion Orange Juice came out. I was like, man, this is beautiful, but I can't afford no Cushion. <laughs> like, I, I don't got because okay. at the time it was two then twenty five dollars a gram. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> It, niggas wasn't smoking smoking Kush like that. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot, lot more, more people were smoking there. Reggie, so yeah. I felt like 
you know, I was like, that's it right there. If okay. I could say Reggie Bush and Kool-Aid instead of Cushion Oranges, yeah. I feel like it's more people that'll relate to that yeah. than actually smoking Kush. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So off the back, I, I got something that people gonna relate to before they even hear the music. Exactly. So that's where the title came from. Uh, yeah. I was just sitting in my car listening to listening to Cushion OJ when it first came out. Smoking Reggie. Yeah, smoking Reggie, listening to it. Like, how hard does this go? But every time he Yo, says something about Kush, <laughs> every time he says something about Kush, I'm like, so I just wanted to make something for the people like, like me. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I like that because it, it sounds like when you put it in that route, it's like Cushion OJ is like if a studio was giving you money to make music, and then Reggie Bush and Kool Aid is as if you were like rapping out of your house at, at the closet. And that's yeah. exactly that's I mean that's exactly what it was. I wanted yeah. to make something for for the people on my level. You know what I'm saying? Like whether you rap or not, just you know regular normal people. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? So. um you know, I think it overall did what it was supposed to do, man. And, and being a fan all these years, I've, I've always wondered that. Like, did he mean like Reggie Reggie? Yeah, yeah, like, for yeah sure. there we go. <laughs> for I sure. got my answer. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> so then you go from Reggie Bush and Kool-Aid to Blue Magic. Right. And that one uh, had... That one was like the breakout. It had the good, the big features on that one. Right, right. Now, who did you go to? Like, did you like have like a list of features you wanted? Or, like, is there someone that you nah, approached um, first for all that? Or what it was was man. Uh, Reggie Bush and Kool-Aid came out and that's what built the buzz, but it's like Blue Magic, to me, I felt like I had to make a, a statement to say, okay, we here to stay. This yeah. ain't no, this ain't no one and done, no quick buzz a, from a I'm new artist. A yeah, rapper. exactly. I'm like, I'm, I need to solidify my spot as being the future here in uh, in Houston. So when I went into Blue Magic, I was like, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna rap, I'm gonna rap on original beats. Exactly, I'm gonna have yeah. a little more content. I'm still gonna do the punchlines, but I'm gonna make sure the content is there to show people we can actually make some. And then I'm gonna reach out to the people who I feel like, uh, you know, can solidify the direction I'm going. And then, yeah. uh, you know, like with Bun, he was, he was on there and uh, before I had even got him on there, I just told myself, I said, I'm gonna get Bun B on the song. I don't Speaking know what it is, I don't know what it is. I just yeah. spoke it up. Week after I ran into him somewhere, second week I had ran into him somewhere. Not even second week. I'm talking about like two times in one week I ran into him, and then like the third time happened to be the next week was at a listening party, and yeah. I was like, man, I'm about to get this nigga a CD. Yeah. <laughs> I walk up to him, give him a CD. He like, man, I already know who you are. You been out here doing your thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, he was like, man, uh, his wife had actually told him about me. So I'm like, yo, oh, one, one, one time, time for Queenie. Queenie. One time yeah. for Queenie. She the realest. She the one who uh, reached out to me about him doing the, the Ace Town. Yeah, she's, she's like, you know, can, can we get him too. to do it? Because, <laughs> she's, you know, how, she's how these hats that we're wearing happen. Yeah, she, right. she's definitely, you know, she's definitely uh, on top of her thing behind the scene. But, um, yeah, man, so uh, with him saying that, that I thought in my head, well, y'all have already had the conversation about Dobeezy. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel a little comfortable to ask, you know, and, uh, think i just just was like fuck it and reached out and he yeah. was like i'll do it he pulled up on me at the studio and was so crazy as he came in i played the song for him he was you know walking around doing this like, all right cool i'm gonna go roll this blunt real quick there you go went out the other room went, went to another room to roll a blunt rolled it up by the time i was going back to tell him hey the blunt lit i'm you know i got the blunt ready he's, he's like studio. i'm ready i'm ready to record i'm <laughs> like Jesus, this is beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, we haven't even inspired you. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it just was a great experience with Bun, and then just reaching out to the other people like the Killer Callions. He was, you know, yeah. one of my biggest influences as far as uh, rap wise, and and uh, he recognized the buzz that I had going on, and re was the first person to reach out. So that's what made me feel comfortable reaching out to him. Yeah. You know, so um, you know, just giving you the, the transition and and showing, you know, from mixtape artist to solidified H Town, yeah. you know, um, artist. And, 
you know, the more Which is a really keeps big growth. step to take, especially like what I've learned over doing the show is when we meet a lot of people, I'm like, man, these motherfuckers are big. Mm-hmm. And like, it turns out they still have a couple more steps to take. Right. But it's like, it, that. there's that one big step where, I think it's mostly with the crowds in Houston or like the, the listening ability in Houston where it's just like, right. They want to get that big name, and they don't want to listen to you until you come up. Yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, to be up. honest, we are where Houston is a bandwagon city. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Look at the Astros. Exactly. Like you have to, uh, the city has to see it progressing, or have to see other people fucking with it before we say, "All right, you know what? I'm yeah. from here. We're, we're, we're with yeah. that. Yeah. We have been supporting so that. You know how, what I'm saying? How much has that changed? I mean, just going back to even you sitting down and thinking about changing it to, you know. Bush and Kool-Aid, mm-hmm. I mean, how, or sorry, Reg and Kool-Aid, right. uh, how does that go from, you know, is that still your, your? how is that changing in the hip-hop scene for Houston? Is, that, is stuff still going where you're renting studio time and doing that, or is there a lot of stuff going, like, down in houses where you're just busting out Pro Tools and with one Right, um, no, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. It's a lot of uh, in-house studios, and even the studios are ran like an in-house, you feel what I'm saying? Sure, like, yeah. um, is, it don't matter where the facility is, it's the equipment. If you had all this shit, yeah, you know what I'm saying? If you had a big old house you know, yeah. and you had all this shit in one room, it's going to do the same thing as if it For was sure. in here. You yeah, feel yeah, what I'm saying? Awesome. And it's the same concept. It would definitely be awesome. <laughs> but it's the same concept with the music. No, People are, are cutting their costs from, you know, renting space or renting studio time and just getting the shit they own self and, yeah. and, and, and producing a product. Well, I, I just know for a long time, like, that's been... The Houston recording right, scene, right. hip hop. Yeah. But now the studios are taking a hit because right. you and I can go and try go up to the, the street house. and just yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. yeah. And then and that's what it is. You know, it is a couple studios that are blossoming, but I think for the most part, a lot of things are going on in house. Yeah. In house, yeah. great, great quality, great equipment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But just in house, you may not be recording in a bathroom no more, but you're still yeah. Yeah. you know yeah. you're, you're in a <laughs> no, facilitated yeah. room. And I feel like it's because a lot of big Houston producers have made it. Right. right, and so like they have, sure. they've afforded the ability to have their own in-house shit. Right, so right. then they can invite someone like you over, or someone like Propane, or someone like any of them that they work with, where they bring them in. The person I have in my mind is Donnie Houston. Right, and shout out to yeah. Donnie Houston, yeah. man. And I have another thing I want to say about him in a little bit, but like the thing is where they afford the ability to have you come in, make all the music with them, and then like y'all get to do your own thing and be comfortable as opposed to like, yo, meet me at the studio at First five. time I ever uh, linked with DJ Mr. Rogers, he had me doing the verse for Slim Thug's mixtape. Slim yeah. wasn't even there, it was Rogers. So I'm thinking, mm-hmm. damn, Rogers about to have me come to the studio. He had me pull up to his house. Well, it was an apartment at the time. I pull yeah. up to his apartment. He pulls out a microphone this big, <laughs> this big out his bag, and it all in the microphone is, is 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 a this is a USB. So you plug it's like the microphone yeah. and this plugs into his laptop. Yeah. Super small, looks cheap as hell, but doesn't matter. It don't matter. You feel yeah, what I'm saying? Right. It worked. Hey, I, I sat there and wrote my verse on on the couch yeah. and then just scooted up to rap. I didn't have to get up nothing. Just had to sit there and do this. And the overall product ended up being on Slim Thug mixtape and ended up going this and this and this and that. Yeah. So you know we. We didn't need a, a million dollar studio or even a yeah. hundred thousand dollar studio. All we needed was a mic, a computer, Pro Tools, and it get, had the same results as if we would went to somewhere yeah. with a million dollar studio. You yeah, know exactly. what I'm saying? So, we, and uh, to stay on the topic of Houston, the other day Charlemagne he was interviewing Trey, uh-huh. and he said very boldly that Houston is not a hip hop city. Right? How, do you feel like that Houston's kind of lost that like that term or that, that uh, swag about them? Because Trey said that uh, you know. What was his answer? Trey's answer? Yeah. Uh, he said that uh, that there's a lot that people don't know 
that uh, like that people that in hip hop today don't know. Okay, so to touch on that, that that's the whole reason why I'm even doing what I'm doing. I know we'll get on that later, but the whole reason, if you look from the very first first post, is to bring awareness to the city because it's not that we're not hip hop or we don't have it. It's just there's no awareness, so you can't really fault Charlemagne because he don't know. He's just going off of what he see from New York. You feel what I'm saying? We don't hear nothing about Texas or Houston, so to him, it's gonna be this is not hip hop. What it is is we are and we have we 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 influence pretty much 90% of hip hop you know what I'm saying it's just the simple fact that there's no awareness to it you know what I'm saying I think a lot of that falls on us here because the the rappers that are on or getting on especially the new ones they're trying so hard to stray away from the culture to say man I'm not like this I don't ride slab and I don't say I'm gonna come down and this and this and that but you're trying so hard to stay away from it that to the outside looking in the perception is okay well that's not what they own you yeah, feel what yeah. i'm saying well, really when you come here you're gonna get the same culture that you got from 10 years 10 20 years ago you may not the, the raps may not sound the same yeah. but as far as what the culture is still i feel like it's still the same and it's evolving even more you feel yeah, what i'm we saying all grew up on that exactly. and so what you see now especially with any of the rappers that i've heard that are trying like that are making music now and they were inspired by that it's, it's in there but it's in their new style of delivering it right it's right it's not all slow it's not all it's not all I came down it's none of that it's just also they mention that and like yeah. and then you get beautiful music out of it because then they can sample shit from right, that right, era right. and they can kind of switch and their flow up to fit around still make it, it up, still make it current exactly. you, you have you have the old culture with the, the shit that we was built on but you know what I'm saying it's a way that you can um put your own twist on it and still make it current to, to the things that's going on today. You feel what I'm saying? I so. think Houston's always been a self-sufficient city as to, in terms of hip-hop alone almost. Is For sure. We, we haven't had to get national exposure to realize we're on as fuck. I think that's a problem yeah, exactly. as well too. People uh, taking. One thing we got to get out of is being comfortable with being local because being local in Texas is not the same as being local in a in a in a LA or a, or yeah. Atlanta. Oh, yeah, exactly. Being local in Texas, you can literally get rich if you got if you have a hit. Texas is don't have two of them. <laughs> if you got a hit, <laughs> you can be rich in Texas and not leave. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So we'll be we'll be comfortable with that. And making a meal a year when it's niggas that's making 30 mil, 40 mil a year by leaving where they at and, and traveling. So that's another thing I feel like we need to break out of is is being comfortable with just being here because I can understand. You know, look at Slim Thug. It's, I just left this nigga house two days ago. I saw your snaps. Crib, crib is humongous. Yeah. Humongous. Rape, rape in the driveway, old school in the driveway, Hellcat in the driveway, yeah. uh, basketball court. Very real money. Basketball like, court, yeah. a pool. A fucking the real statue from Scarface to say the world is yours. <laughs> How can you tell a nigga like that? Oh, you need to leave Texas and do yeah. this and this and that. Nigga gonna be in this pool like motherfucker. I'm good. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But he also has like because he's, he's uh, yeah. I was gonna say he, he's definitely right. Yeah, nah, definitely, 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 definitely. You know what I'm saying? But um, but I think we can honestly say Slim Thug is comfortable where he's at yeah, right now. If sure. Slim Thug was not the rapping more anymore, or if he was the rapping was just to continue touring Texas, he would be perfectly fine with yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? And um. You know, I just want to uh, make sure we get out of the mentality of that. That's that's where we need of to that. be. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because we can look anybody with no money can look at Slim and say, 
that's where I want to be. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? But I think even Slim will tell you to, nah, nigga, you need to look past this and get more than this. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So, um, like, like you said, there's, there's rappers that are like out in LA. They got thirty million dollars. Like they're they're probably five million dollar talent, and they got forty five million dollar money. Exactly. And you got someone like Dobezy. I think Dobezy is a forty five million dollar talent. Like, like, and ain't know. got forty five grand on me right now. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is I definitely that's definitely what it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We gotta break out of that show. If you look at um. Like, I think they're both great for the city, but if you look at the almost a slim thug opposite would be, like, a Travis Scott. Right. Travis Scott left Houston. And you, exactly. And he made it, and, and he does give homage to Houston, so there's no hate there. Mm -hmm. But it also kind of says something about, we, we reach back to, like, the crowds of Houston where it's like, you got to go out and make it, and then Houston bandwagons and jumps on. Exactly, and So exactly. I think there's a healthy medium there that can be found by a lot of artists where it's kind of like, you don't leave and you don't forget it. But you like you leave to come back, and you leave to come back, and then you bring your fans from Atlanta or from New it York. Sound, yeah, least, yeah. I'm, I'm only gonna name big cities, but like if you look like the Midwest, fucks with Houston hip hop heavy. Right, right. And so it's like you, you have to leave to come back to bring all that back. If we really want to like make Houston as big as it is, you have to, man. You can you can only you you can only rep Houston so hard in Houston. You yeah, can really yeah. fully rep when you're not there. You feel what I'm saying? Exactly. And it's the the re, the respect is there. The hard part is done. You yeah. go anywhere outside of Texas and tell somebody you from Houston, bro. Yeah. They already just gravitate towards you. Yeah. They got family that's here. Yeah. They love the music. They say whatever it is. They're gonna be like, oh, you from Houston? And they gonna have a story, or they gonna Some tell you why they why they fuck with you. You feel what I'm saying? So the hard part is already done. You feel what I'm saying? It's just actually going out there and tapping into these markets and planting these seeds so they can grow. But if you don't do it, shit, you only gonna be a local celebrity. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And some niggas is cool with that, but I, I want to make sure we get out of that mentality. And hell, you've been you've toured with the Dom Kennedy, right? Yeah, that was actually my first tour. It's funny that you said <laughs> yeah. about the Dom thing. That was actually my very first tour I ever did was Dom Kennedy. Shout out to Dom and Scoremore for that, man. Hey, one yes, time, sir. one time. Yeah, that shit. Uh, we talked about it last week. That Dom Kennedy was like right before the Yellow album dropped. Right, right. He did a he did an exclusive that night. It was a it was a great concert. Mm -hmm. uh, what was that tour like for you? Like, was that like you like that was your first tour? Like, just that was my there? first and, like, tour. Around? Like actually going on the road and yeah. touring, and uh, it was definitely a dope ass learning experience. I mean, it was everything I thought it would be but you know just actually like you'll go to another city and, and they'll have three four openers from that city yeah. but then i got a back door since i'm on the tour i gotta go before dom and niggas is like I, it's on youtube niggas is literally screaming dom 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 yeah. dom and then i gotta walk out there like hey y'all know y'all don't know me but you know what i'm saying but i go out i would go out there and just rap i wouldn't go introduce myself or nothing yeah. i would come out the gate rapping and they like dom dom Okay. Okay. And then by the middle of the verse, they tapping each other. Yeah. And then at the end, they like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So having to prove myself, that that type of shit made me who I am today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That that Dom tour experience had a, a a big part of who I am today. You know what I'm saying? I mean, hell, I've seen the same reaction to Houston artists in Houston as well. Right, too. right. They're like people, uh, I, uh, the Mac Miller show I went to whenever he came to the town the first time, they had like a bunch of Houston acts that just, most of them just booed, they got booed off. Right, right. We want Mac, we want Mac. People go, like, there was like a select few that actually retained the audience for, the, for their entire set. Right, right. Houston's fickle like that sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that's just people. If I pay $20 to go see something, I don't want to see nothing but what I paid for. Yeah, I don't give yeah. a fuck who it is. Yeah. I'm not even giving it a chance, not me personally, but I just, yeah. I understand people and they way yeah. they train a thought. And it's like, if you spend $20, $30 and you've been waiting all week to see this person, then you got to go see nine people before them. Yeah. Oh, 
especially being be- like that seventh person when people start to realize how fucking sick of it they are. Exactly. Like, so oh, it's gonna be hard to even pay attention to someone that's dope if you had to listen to six trash ass people before exactly, then. So it's gonna yeah. be like. <sighs> you know what I'm saying? I already so, spent $35 on drinks. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Your buzz wearing off. You just waiting <laughs> yeah. for your whoever you came yeah. to see. You drank a little heavy early. Exactly. You had to. You either had down. to get there early so you can skip the line, and, yeah. or you got there late and had to wait in line. So by the time you get inside, you frustrated and you're not even seeing who you want to see. You know, I understand it, but you know, yeah. um, have, having to prove myself in front of those type of people and, and, and execute, man, that, that, that made me who I am today. Another thing, and then after this, we can uh, we can move on from like just the Houston, like Houston's vibe. Yeah, no, it's all good. But uh, I've talked, you know, doing this podcast, I've talked to a lot of rappers and stuff like that. And one thing that some of them have to say is that they think that the DJs aren't breaking records on per- like breaking people's records right, right. on purpose, right? Like out of like a jealousy or spite thing, right? Do, do you think that that's really going on? Is that, is that really? Yeah, no, nah, it's not a down? jealousy thing. Um, that's how it's always been. As for the artists, we don't need to have no expectations for no one to do nothing for us. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Now, as for a DJ, it's not your obligation to do so, but uh, I do feel that if you have an opportunity to uh, shed light or, uh, you know, be the voice for the new, for what's going on in the city, then I feel like you need to voice what's going on yeah. in the city. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, much respect to the SUC, much respect to UGK, much respect to, you know, the people that laid the foundation for us. But um, I honestly don't believe that someone not from here or, you know, like let's say Super Bowl, you know, comes and, like it did. And you got people from all over the world, you know, they, they may want to hear you know something from 20 years ago to be reminded but i don't think that's all they want to hear yeah, and see exactly. they want to know what's going on right yeah, now yeah. you feel what i'm saying and you got niggas like maxo cream dice soho selling out a venue with yeah. five to a thousand people why is that not being highlighted when it's time to be highlighted you feel yeah. what i'm saying so yeah. um i, I want to be very clear that you know it is not no one's obligation to break nobody or to do this and this and that but i also do believe as a dj you know you do you, you should be held accountable at some point to break music if that's what you do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And if that's not what you want to do, is that's, that's not what you came here to do. That's cool. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? But um, there's always someone lining pockets. Keep collecting pockets. small ass checks. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. You know there's what I'm saying? There's always I, someone lining pockets. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and, oh, my bad. No, nah, it's good. I was just going to say, you know, you, you breaking the artist can potentially be better for them because soon as someone from here pops it's just going to generate more revenue exactly you know what I'm yeah. for the city not for the artists not for yeah. for the city it's going to be more artists that come here to work it's going to be more platforms that's built here it's going to be people want to come here do movies whatever it is yeah it's just going to generate more There's revenue always regardless be more money in the city like exactly. as a dj it might make more houston rap popular and then this is a big picture thing but it could make more people want to do rap stations in houston that's and the big picture exactly and, but like i i don't think on the DJ thing, I've noticed. I'm gonna go walk over there. <laughs> on the DJ thing, Can't it's crazy because there. it's like, it seems like somebody would eventually look all the DJs in the face and be like, "Hey, yo, we know these songs are hot." Yeah. Like we get it. You you copied. You all you did was take the radio, unedit it, and then put it on like fucking speakers at a concert. But like we get it. Mask off is hot right now. We get it. This song is hot right. Like. This song, that song, yeah, like no. I go to the same. Don't don't be talking to me crazy by ASAP Mob. We get it. That song is hot. Like you right. know, every DJ doesn't have to play that at every fucking show that goes on twice, in the city. Twice, like, three when times. When you're a DJ, <laughs> play what is hot. Like if something from Dobezy is hot, but the crowd might not know who Dobezy is, 
you can still introduce them to that. You're the DJ playing the music. They trust your fucking judgment. And then right. if you decide, or like, if you get booed off every DJ say you do by doing that, maybe you have bad taste. But <laughs> you gotta take some fucking chances, bro. Like, you can't just keep rolling out there with the newest Future song, the newest Chris Brown song, the newest ASAP Rocky song. These people are, you're not making them any money. They've already made the money. You don't have to keep playing yeah. the music. Play it because it's hot, but play also play it's the hot, good bro. shit. Play it because it's good. Yeah, no, nah, I think I think a lot of people do feel like that. And I, I think sometimes the DJ even feel like that, but you know. You gotta feel some type of way going into like your third DJ set that week and you're like, yeah, I've heard and I don't wanna keep harping on this song, it's just the best example I have. Like, I've heard mask off so many times this week, I hate it. <laughs> right, right, like, right. <laughs> I heard it we heard it edited the other day. We're like, what the fuck what, is this? I know it wasn't <laughs> close to the sun, yeah. Um so yeah, your your early, early roots though. You won the the best rapper in Texas title three consecutive times. After yes, sir. Losing it the first time. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How did that? How did one? How did that losing it kind of shape how you came at it? And two, like winning it three times in a row. Did you expect that? And what? Really I I definitely you? expect I expected it because when I went in, I went in to win. I went in expecting to win. I lost because who I lost to had a band. I'm talking mm. about um, the it content. There? It was a chick a chick by the name of Tom P. Okay. Um, she's still doing her thing. Shout out Tom P. But um, when I rapped, like the whole building, just you could feel it. People jumping up. Yeah. Everything. The whole vibe was there. And uh, you know, I had she came on with a band, and it was a dope vibe. But it's like when they called the winner, it's like you can hear the whole room just gas. Yeah. Like, <gasps> like really? You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. So I sat there with my head down for about 30 minutes after it was over. Like, man, you know what? I'm coming back, and I'm not finna get these fools no reason yeah. to even. So I went and got me a band. You feel what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> like, if go. this yeah. the only thing I lost to, I'm going I'm to come, come with it. And, uh, you know, I came with a band the next three times. I ended up winning. There we go. And yeah. then you decided to retire from that Well, one? nah, they just told me I couldn't. Uh, no you. more. No more. You're too No more. You're, you're, you're done. Old. Thank you. you Thank you for Kang in the background <laughs> of our episode just turning the lights on, and that is killing me. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, can we hit this one up? <laughs> no, 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 don't worry about it. You're good. So, so they told you you can't do it anymore, and then, then you dropped Reggie Bush and Kool Aid after that. Yes, sir. It, it all yes, sir. All I had was a five song demo by yeah. then. It was crazy about that. A lot of people don't know. I'll give y'all something exclusive. Uh, but Foti, I had went to jail this last time. Uh, right before I had got a call from someone an A&R saying man T.I. looking for some new talent I told him he was dope whoop, whoop. send me a demo so I'm like bet remember I was telling you I was recording songs but didn't have a name or nothing so yeah. I took like my five best songs printed them up on the CD and made dope easy demo I didn't write it I made it I wanted to be professional label, yeah. excuse me and one in um when I made the master copy, I prayed over it. Like, man, I pray that whatever comes from this CD, the copies that's made, spreads to where it's supposed to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Got them printed up professionally, made 100 copies. Boom. Next day, T.I. goes to jail. I'm like, Jesus. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. Nice. So I got 100 CDs, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And then that's when the best rapper in Texas thing came around and SF2 Kickback Sunday, all that stuff. Yeah. It just all fell in order. And that's what I had to jump off. And that's what made people start saying, when your mixtape coming? And then that's yeah. when uh, Reggie Bush and Kool-Aid 2 ended and up coming out. Head I started uh, Actually, my manager started Head okay. Records. And uh, when I was like 15 in high school, I okay. ended up going to the high school. And, uh, you know, I, I became a part of it. And since I rapped, I was like, well, this is what I'm going to rep. 
and that's how because it started off hair record started off in the locker room with four dudes uh my manager and three of his, three of his other friends shout out quentin lou lou lavin r.i.p richie brown um they started in locker rooms and it was like hair records with football you feel yeah, what i'm saying but since go. i rap i'm like man i'm rapping hair records and then shit i'll go out get out of high school and we figured out a way to make it bigger than just that and uh you know we branded it and made it up made it the llc and said we're gonna mash with it there we go. Shit, that's that, a big move, making the shit at LSC. Though. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh my bad, you need to hold it. That's <laughs> the, uh, the expensive side of getting it done. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. then, would you say like that, like winning, like or just being part of the uh, the best rapper in Texas competition, uh, like those roots? Right. Would you say like those kind of help you do or motivated you to do the things like the H Town rap battle and stuff like that? Oh, um, nah, I wouldn't say that motivated me to do that. That motivated me to keep mashing and keep going. Um, but as far as the motivation for the H Town rap battle, man, uh, the motivation was that for was because they started the H Town beat battle. DJ XO had called out uh, Timberland and Swiss Beats, but Beat King had responded. Yeah. So organically, it just started growing and growing, and there was like an energy and a vibe in the city that even if you was just looking on your phone, you felt it like this is dope. You know yeah, what exactly. I'm saying? And um, you know, some some bullshit had occurred. There was a post that was put up that you know made some made it kind of go negative and just you know everybody threw their hands up you could just tell everybody's like oh shit this is why we can't this is why we can't do nothing here i just start seeing that everywhere so i'm like fuck so i'm i'm comment creeping looking through everybody comments and shit and um i see i start seeing somebody i see propane say don't nobody want no smoke in the city with a h-town rap battle and then i see someone else say and i see someone else say so I'm like, that's when I put up my post. Okay, I H-Town see niggas saying don't nobody want no smoke. Yeah. Well, H-Town Rap Battle, let's get it started. And then, boom, just start rapping. You know, and uh, it all grew from there. You know what I'm saying? You're right. It really gave, like, this, like, to people who really fuck with hip-hop, like, I was sitting at my house, and we had, I think we had just gotten done with a podcast. Right. And I got home, and I was just scrolling through the Instagram, and I saw B-King and EXO going back and forth, and, like, all that. And then DJ Mr. Rogers gets involved, like, leaving the club, making a beat, and then playing in his car and shit. And I was like... Yo, this is really fucking cool. Like, what is this gonna turn into? And you kept checking EXO, and he's like, we're gonna have an event, we're gonna have an event. Right. And then it did turn sour. And then I saw you, like, the next day, or, like, the next two days. It was the just, day. There you go. The day of. Because I'm talking, I mean, I, I'll be on the gram. I ain't gonna lie. I'll be on there 24-7. That's how we connected. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I'll be on there 24-7. So I'm just seeing everything start, and I'm seeing it evolving, and I see where it's going the second. I seen the post get put up. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. This right. cannot <laughs> be good. And five, ten minutes later, it's just like. And I just wanted to make sure I grabbed that energy that we had and make sure it don't go nowhere because we yeah. ain't had that in a minute. And it's yeah. like, how do we keep this here? Fuck it. H-Town Rap Battle. Let's get it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I feel like, you know, my platform and my voice that I that I have here, it will be effective, you know what I'm saying, more effective than and if it, anybody else was just to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Slim Doug dropped one, Bun B dropped one. And it's not a Houston artist that didn't do yeah, it other than, other than Scarface and Zero. Mike Jones. And Mike Jones. Mike, jo- Mike Jones made a point. Okay, about yeah, it. it's five. Mike Jones. He made said a point somebody. About it. Yeah. See, I didn't even know. He said something along the lines of like, like no one's gonna tell me when to rap or something like that. Yeah, but so, all that, all that to me, all that to me is. All you're doing is addressing it. You're yeah. addressing it, letting me know that you know about it. Yeah. You don't. You can rap or not. But yeah. the but it. it you see it so much, yeah. you have to address it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if it's to tell a motherfucker you're not going to do yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. Here's my formally. <laughs> I'm That's fine. I'm fine with that. You know what I'm saying? I will not be participating That's in this fine. thing. Everyone else is participating. Hey, y'all. 
I'm not gonna participate. Yeah. Okay, so what you telling us for? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I don't get offended by it or taking away because yeah. I know what it is. Yeah. You want to be a part of. You want to do something. You just don't want to look like. You don't want to look like you're doing what everyone's doing. But yeah. you want to, so you're so gonna you address to tell it. everyone that you're not doing what everyone's doing. Exactly. Yeah. I think you know that was the thing though that made it clear that because that's part of it is people don't want to just come off as like, oh, I'm doing what everyone else is doing. And it kind of plays to a point we've made way back where, like, people don't want to do that whole I done came down. They, right, they right. don't want to harp on that shit anymore. But, like, with the H-Town rap battle, you saw instantly it was okay. Right, right. Thug did it. That's, you did it. Propane talking to Slim and Bun, they both literally said the same thing. Like, they did it just to show niggas, like, nigga, you are not too cool to do this. Exactly. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? And it's like, cool you know. Bun did two of them hoes and ate it. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. like Bun's second one, you could tell, was written for it. That's what made it even live. You ended with Ace Town Rap Battle. You got a shot, then nigga shoot it. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's one thing, you know, all of us are spitting verses that we got that nobody heard or that we written to a song. But you can tell Bun literally did it for the culture he yeah. made it for h-town rap battle and that's what makes the shit so live and play you know what i'm saying yes, so. another side note about that like with the whole bunch of is it's crazy because he doesn't have social media mm-hmm. but like the motherfucker stays still up. active yeah. still yeah. active like, you still we, viral on, on cussing he, the motherfucker out and everything about drink ugly right. God. It, like, right to the smartest thing like he knows little shit about the most like not important shit. That just know? tells you how how much of an icon he is for hip hop. Yeah, you don't even have to be on social media, but yeah, you're still aware of everything that go on. I mean, my nigga, that's yeah. hip hop. You feel what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So, w- when did you know uh, when to call the H Town rap battle to an end? There is no end. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't. I remember you posted a video. No. Nah, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nah. My, it's done so what me. it was was I put the challenge to an end. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Like, the whole point was to make the challenge a platform, to create a platform for Houston artists because we always have to leave here. The reason we always leave here is there's there's nothing here for us to get exposure on. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So what I wanted to do was create a platform here for us by us. You feel what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And, uh, excuse me. And, uh, um, yeah, so once I feel like that platform was created, yeah. there was no point of it being a challenge. You know what I'm saying? I felt yeah. like a lot of people didn't do it or kind of stayed away from it because they felt like it was just another challenge like everything else. Or you felt like you was battling. You know what I'm saying? And us rappers that don't do battle rap, we don't want to jump into a battle rap and league. We don't want to do that. Yeah. So if you're a rapper and you see rap battle, you think first thing you're going to think is, I'm not no battle rapper. I'm not going to yeah. be a part of it. So that yeah. post was to put up to cut the stigma like you know what this is no longer a challenge this is no longer a battle my nigga this is a platform you can use this for every for whatever you want to if you got a mixtape coming out or if you just want to spit bars and use the hashtag h-town rap battle nigga it's so dope that you can go and see bun b like if you hit the hashtag you'll see bun b and then right next to it you'll see joe blow that you never heard of and then you may have came to see bun b but if you like hip-hop you gonna click on that other on on the videos just to see what boys got now if you keep their attention past 10 seconds that's on you if not hey we gave you the shot to 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 maximize on the opportunity the fact that you may your bars may not be up to par whatever but if you spitting bars and nobody the dude doesn't know who you are they're gonna be like hmm he's nice and then he gonna click on your page even 10 people is 10 people exactly exactly so that's the that was the point to create a platform you know what i'm saying i think a lot of people got it twisted thinking it was just gonna be a challenge and gonna be here a couple days and nah man we got big plans and it's about to grow even more you know what i'm saying it's something that has legs like you could you could really make it go for much longer right 100 percent based on the fact that it can make anybody that deserves to be there anyway, but it can give them that 
boost. It gives you that platform. Exactly. It's it's an extra access point to that boost. Exactly. So it's like, especially with the world being social media like it is right now, like so heavy on Instagram. You said you see Bun B, you see Slim Thug doing it. So then it almost gives this artificial validation to whoever's next mm-hmm. at, like on their videos right right but then it's like if the bars are there then they're validated exactly so fine exactly so, yeah it, it could be like somebody could see anybody's rap and that's next up like all of a sudden and it happened yeah. off of exactly yeah and I, i've uh, i've seen the response from local artists that's never been heard they are loving it because yeah. you know so one artist had, had hit me and was like man thank you for doing what you've done one of my favorite rappers i've always looked up to has, has liked my video drag on from from uh rough riders you oh, know yeah. what i'm saying like he sent the screenshot of that you know yeah. what i'm saying like when you when i get shit like that that lets me know okay you on you got you got the, you got the right thing yeah. in mind you know what i'm saying like you are really creating an opportunity not only for yourself but for those who ain't never had an opportunity to begin with you know what i'm saying and shit that's worth more than money itself you know what i'm saying yes, i like sir. something you've added to it is your post uh, it's something that literally always plays my mind once I make connections with rappers where you're like, imagine if this person and that person, and like you literally right. give their freestyles and like play a little bit of a beat, but yeah. it's just like, then I you really get to think. That's what people on the show. And like, then it's, yeah, and so it's just like, you think, it what show, if? It give you It gives you that what if, okay, well, what if those two were united? You feel yeah. what I'm saying? It shows, yeah. it shows the unity. What it is, I, I'm showing you unity without them bringing and, unity yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. like you know what i'm saying it's like, like showing like this. an o&b bloodbath yeah. in the propane yeah. like i posted today yeah. like nigga the the the, the, the caption is what if they were to, how far would this song be if, if if it was a song you feel what i'm saying yeah. and then you and then i then then you swipe left and you get their two freestyles you know what i'm saying they make mm-hmm. like you said make you think well damn exactly it would be dope yeah. Yeah. you feel yeah. what i'm went, saying i didn't know i needed this even if propane had bloodbath on his hooks or like, or like, or they went bar just for the bar. collaboration. Like, yeah. It showed, exactly. it showed, yeah. you know. And and before the H Town rap battle, you didn't even have that to think about. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think uh, there's dope. one that I, I wondered if you. Oh my bad. No go ahead. Um, because you think back to like the draped up remix. Mm-hmm. Or you think back to the won't let you down remix, or the uh, break them off remix, or like this, that, and the other remix where like every major Houston rapper. Ended up on that song. Like right. if you listen to the Drape Dub remix, it's every big name ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's just like, when does that become a thing again, or does it become a thing again, or like, is there a song out there you think people? No, nah, I think. On? I mean, I think. Um, I think it can happen. I think uh, it just can't be forced. You know what I'm saying? Like I've always told people, you know, the way to get Houston artists to work together is to trick them into doing it. <laughs> you feel what I'm yeah. saying? And I feel like that's what H Town Rap Battle kind of did. Like. I think if Kendrick Lamar was to put a put up make an Instagram page to where you got Kendrick Lamar, YG, the game, and yeah. then you got Snoop Dogg who is like Bun B of LA, yeah. E forty, and then you back though and got niggas you never heard of all on one Instagram, yeah. he will be considered a legend that day. Yeah. Likewise yeah. go for Atlanta. If you got the Migos, Twenty One Savage, all the way up to Big Future, Boy from yeah. Outcast. All rapping on one Instagram page, the A Town Rap Battle. Yeah, my nigga, niggas will be it like, he's the down. goat. Yeah. he's the goat. How did he do this? But you got little old Dobeezy. Yeah, that pull people from Bun B to K Reno. Like we yeah. not, we sleep on that K Reno, my nigga. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. All in one thing, you know. And I just feel like, you know, I haven't got my flowers while I can smell them for that. But you know, yeah. um. I'm not gonna dwell on that. I'm just letting you know how great this is. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? Like it would be looked at something so much greater if it was done by someone else in another city. Oh, that's for sure. But yes, you know, sir. 
mean, I think but, we really have something hell, great with this. If, and if the 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 body of work hasn't done it yet, and the H Town rap battle hasn't done it yet, Dobeezy is about to be a household name because one, you're finally dropping the album, right. Dobeezy. Yes, sir. The the world needs an album from you, man. Yes, sir. This is this is important. Yes, sir. And you dropped the is the Pillow Talk a single Pillow Talk, yeah, first single from it. There we go. And who and uh, who produced that one? Uh, Lil Jew made it. Shout out to Lil Jew made it. The package actually you were telling us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The guy that produced that is actually giving away a free beat as far as one of the uh, prizes at the end of the uh, at the end of the contest. Oh, yeah, we talked about that beforehand, but if you don't mind getting the details. Yeah, for those man, for those who don't know, I know a lot of people been wondering what, what we gonna do as far as to make it something bigger outside of social media. Well, I, I have created a, a platform and a and a, uh, and a um, event that I feel like is gonna work. What it's gonna be is is like the five 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 of the Ace Town Rap Battle for five weeks every other Sunday. We're gonna have five ciphers each Sunday with five artists in each cipher. And uh, what it is is you'll spit your best verse for 60 seconds like you would on Instagram. And uh, whoever has the best verse in each cipher is going to advance to the next round at the end of the night. Whoever wins at the end of the night is going to advance to the championship on the fifth Sunday. And, and that's uh, a nice package for the winner. Yeah, for the winner, we got what I call the complete artist package to where you get five beats produced by DJ XO, uh, Young Sam, um, Beat King, uh Laju made it in D Bando. Okay. Uh, three of the uh, producers who started the H Town Beat Battle. You get a free music video shot by DJ Young Sam, and you get a full media run to where you get interviews from uh, the Car ninety four, maybe these nice guys up here, and you get a full page right up in Houston Trend. You know what there I'm saying? So, uh, for any artist who ain't never had no buzz or anything like that, like I'm a, you already jumping out the gate with an EP, a video, yeah. a video it, and an EP, a video from, right there would be good enough. A year of marketing. <laughs> Exactly, like, exactly. Know, like, for for nothing, all for just uh, rapping. Yeah. And the best part is, it's free. We're not charging the artists. We're not charging the people to enter. We're not charging for anything. You know what I'm saying? We just creating a platform to for for the artists that don't, didn't have that before. You know what I'm saying? How will so, you select the the people that do rap in the site? Um, as of right now, the 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 selection process is just gonna go. I'm gonna put on the online list, and the first 25 people to sign up. That's what go. it is. That way, it's no biasness, it's no hey, anything. I like so that. I really like that. You know, that's, that's, who wants it? Who wants it more? You feel what I'm saying? Like but, but back to King Beezy, that's what I want. Yes, sir. To. Yes, sir. When 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 can uh, the people expect to hear that? Uh, I don't have a complete date on it, but the the, the goal is to get it out before uh before the end of the summer. If not, it's gonna be uh you know October. Beginning, I know later than the beginning of October, but yeah. uh, right now we wrapping it up now, smoothing out the rough edges on it, and making sure we get it out right because it's a big moment, you know. Yes, sir. You know, I'm, sure. I'm building this platform for all these other artists, but at the same time, I got a lot of tension on myself, waiting like, okay, what you about to do? Yeah. So yeah. it's like I can't drop the ball either. You yeah, know what exactly. I'm saying? So just got to make sure it's right. Excuse me, and uh, you know, get it out. It's good you recognize the responsibilities that like kind of rest on your shoulders. Like right. when we first met, you were just like telling us you were here, you were there, you were doing this, doing that. Because mm. you you gotta be right, like, to, right. To be dope easy, it takes certain actions, and like that's part of the business. Is, is to, to live what up. you're talking about. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You can't just keep rapping it if you don't actually see it happen. Like if you don't go to these events where like you want to help underground artists shine. So you should be where yeah, the underground so, exactly, yeah, exactly. You are, and so that's what's dope about that is you take the responsibility and run with it. Yeah. So. And I did like uh, we uh, we had saw each other at that uh, event last week. Uh huh. Took a video of Zar Thomas getting wild on the stage. Zar Thomas was killing it. He yeah, had, yeah. Had the choir going on. I like your video too, though, because your video captures a perfect moment where Izar almost slips off the stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ain't even noticed. So <laughs> I ain't even noticed that. So fucking perfect. I was like, oh, he, though, he either just finished his video or he just caught. That. <laughs> nah. Perfect. 
I didn't even uh, know. <laughs> but he 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 played it all very nicely. He he hit that slip and just kept running. Kept going on with it. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. In the comments, really, is that Tim Woods? Bro, Tim Woods kills it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know if you've already reached out to him. Yeah, nah, yeah, I know Tim Woods for sure. Yeah, I've known Tim Woods for him. You and Tim should be uh, working. Yeah, nah, definitely. I'm definitely down with him, man. Tim Woods is super dope. I like his energy and his spirit, and I like, you know, I like what he represents. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah. sir. Um, one thing, and it might happen on this next album, when you, Propane, and this is the thing, or the thing I brought up earlier, when you, Propane, and Donnie Houston get together, mm-hmm. crazy shit happens. Yes, sir. Yes, so, sir. Uh, <laughs> if you can just continue to make that happen. <laughs> that wasn't we're a question. We're trying to make it happen. We're trying to make it happen, baby. suggestion or, like, if, as a fan, not the guy interviewing right now, just if you and Donnie Houston and Propane can just keep working together, that'd be that'd be really cool with y'all. <laughs> Pro and Don like Wade and Braun, and I guess they mean them Jesus shuttles worth. Yes, sir. Hey. Yes, sir. <laughs> Well, brother, oh, like that's uh, fuck, man. I knew I was gonna forget the name of the song, but it's louder. Fun. Yeah, it's called Louder on Propane's album. Shout out to Propane, man. Shout out Propane and Donnie Houston, man. Where can the people find you on the social media, man? Man, anything with a search engine, dope easy, D O U G H. Got all your handles. Got it all handled, except for Snapchat. Snapchat is King Beasy Baby. Somebody got me for my dope easy, but usually anything else, you can yeah, you can even you can even go to MySpace if you want to. Goddamn me, dope easy, man. We making sure we making sure yeah, exactly, man. We making sure we cover all platforms, man. Album no later than the earliest of October. October, yes sir. Yes sir. And Pillow Talk, you can get it now. Any, any platform if you want to get it for free you can go to my soundcloud uh dope easy music or if you want to be a g and pay the support you know what hey. i'm saying you can go to itunes title google play spotify wherever you want to go to you know what i'm saying the we'll option is yours spotify playlist like coming up so appreciate it yeah yeah not nah, definitely every week or every two weeks whatever way it you want to go about it <laughs> it comes when new music comes and also like i have two hours to sit down yeah yeah like, it comes in waves yeah Hey. Hey-o. Anyways, <laughs> thank you for coming, guys. This yeah. is episode 51. It's been a year. It's been and, a year. And before one we more round of applause for that. One more round of applause. Don't worry. We're about to suck our own dicks. <laughs> <laughs> our own dicks too hard. I, what I want to do is take the time to thank everybody. Literally, and I have it written down, we've had 35 different artists four MMA fighters, two comedians, a filmmaker, an apparel company, hot saucers, podcasters like Kang here in the back. That's going to be your next dope-ass podcast. Yeah, too, yeah. Boys. Hot saucers Tw- and podcast. Bro. 28, what? now 29 different breweries. No, I haven't. I, I just have it all written just down. just read it. Uh, four, uh, 49, uh, I'm sorry, 40, uh, four people in the beer industry. We've done three live shows together, and I have a fucking list of people I want to thank. Wes Blanco for our first fucking episode. Shout out Wes, man. This boy's a G, man. I fuck with Wes. Invisible Tops. Yes, sir. I listened to that one this morning. I was like, man, I forgot about how hard this all went. Yes, sir. I fucking love Invisible Tops. Uh, St. Arnold was on that episode as well. Ben, we cannot thank you enough for always coming through. I just got the folder of all of our pictures, by the way. They came out good? I mean, I, I've been doing the podcast since I got him, so I don't know. <laughs> but I trust in Jake Castle's work. <laughs> there we go. Uh, seven, Jamie, uh, Jamie Hancock, always coming through. Uh, like the first couple of episodes, those guys always come through. So it's, it's great. Uh, Town and City, uh, Tim Woods. We've had Tim Woods. We've done two live shows at Tim Woods concert. We cannot thank you and Tori. Tori cannot thank you enough for letting us come through. Seriously, True. that is always a good time. Fucking David Acosta. David Acosta's still doing his thing. Knocks people out for fun. OG Chess, OMB Bloodbath, Bobby Earth, and all of Milky Wave. 
always a good time. Uh, we had Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis, like we said, is about to get his fucking fight on. I can't wait to see him knock out another motherfucker and throw those, those fucking H's up. It's always a good time. Retro Cash, Running Walker. We had the number one Madden player in the world play Derek yeah. Lewis in Madden. That, we just had the number one Madden player in the Did world. Did he beat his ass? Oh, yeah. He played oh, with the Browns. Wow, that's <laughs> crazy. And his team is the Texans, and Derek's team is the Texans. So he, let so he went up and switched him up. Yeah, he went and played with the Browns. Uh, Juan Adams always coming through. He's a good time. Future UFC heavyweight champion. That's going to be a good one. Oh, whenever he wins that one, he's going to come he back with his belt. Uh, B52 community. Uh, Bryce Blanco. Bryce Blanco's doing big things, and he said that he's about to shake the city up. I'm actually really excited about that one. Uh, I'm excited for Bryce Blanco and Jamie Hancock's next project because I think it'll be their defining project. Uh, Ski Taste. <laughs> Sigma. Brent Bailey. Goddamn, uh, Jim Crow. Fuck, we play uh, stereotypes. We, we stereotypes all the time. If you if you haven't copped stereotypes, what are you waiting for? Uh, they have a, they, is the Facebook website. If you go to fucking play stereotypes, play stereotypes it is one of the funnest games you'll ever play with a close group of people. You better be close because if you're not, you're about to be. That game is very personal. <laughs> True. Uh, Donnie Houston, Peanut, Eureka Heights, Soul Emotion. Uh, if you like to vibe out, Soul Emotion is all about that. Uh, LeRae Savage, Taylor Gregory always comes through. He basically had the beer record until B- B-52 came around. Yeah, like very soon thereafter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Q-Blood, uh, Holler, Holler Brewery, Mike <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> Mike Jackson has a fight coming up, <laughs> up as well. He's fighting in LFA. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that. Gabe Bravo for always coming through. Freddie ING. Freddie ING put me in a music video, y'all. So check that motherfucker out. Oh, my God. Ooh, and and Robel's in there, too. And he's alive. You know, <laughs> when, when we were at the Two West Boys episode, we talked about Robel. All the footage of Robel, he is standing. So, you know, he, he hadn't had too much to drink at that point. Uh, Jen. Jen, thank you for having us Don't at your live Jen. show. Don't ask Jen. No, honestly, thank that motherfucker for him and the Winners Media uh, for everything they've ever helped us with. You, there, there's a chance, there's a very good chance they don't even hear this. I don't care. I, I, t- I told them, I told them, listen, we were giving shout outs today. Hey, no, better like, listen. They, are, <laughs> they have, like, helped us succeed this far. They were our third pop up ever since me owning the business and, like, to take chances on me. That was, I love that. So. Thank Kevin you. Iso and Mikey Iso, the two brothers. Those games were fun. Oh my God! Yeah. If, you, if you ever want to know like about brother rivalry, if you didn't have a brother, you missed out. That's all you need to <laughs> fucking know about it. <laughs> Three Nations and Hoppy Heat. That also provided some good laughs. We were sitting here dying, eating some fucking hot sauce, just trying not Bro, to. Bro, f- we literally tried to see who could eat more hot sauce <laughs> than one another. They tore up my bathroom. Oh, I <laughs> bet you did. Thank you no solids either. Out of the bathroom. <laughs> no solids. Jacob Asbill. Having a, a, another baby, congratulations yeah, to him. Yeah, mention who he's with. Yeah. <laughs> One mine, uh, like I said, two West boys, uh, Noe J, Baker Young, two very talented guys in the city that they're, they when they get together, it's just fucking We're magic. We're on an album of one of theirs. And we are also on their album, yeah. And I actually called Noe J and left him a voicemail today to put on his album, so don't worry, I actually forgot to shout us out. Uh, Brash, Agamemnon, that's the fucking episode we've been trying to get since the beginning of time. Uh, Cash Fendi, Oasis, 
And now we have Dobizi. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We couldn't have gotten as far as we are without Nathan and Texas Leaguer Brewing. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And and honestly, if I could give one bigger shout out, and I didn't have it written down, it it is to Garrett. Garrett bought this company off the strength of that we'd be doing things to to further the city, to further ourselves, and and to to really pursue our dreams. And he took a chance on me doing this podcast and continuing to do the podcast. And he's taking a risk, a big risk on these shirts, the hats, everything. It all falls on this fucking guy right here. That's what's up. That's what's up. Just fucking this week. Thug tier. Thug tier. Seriously, none of this is fucking possible without this fucking guy right here. Southsidecollection.com. Garrett, if you have any words, go ahead and fucking say them. How do you follow that up? (laughs) Right? (laughs) I'll say it. Like I said in our one post one time, Houston, we're fucking here for you. Here for you. I'll tell you, like I tell anybody that asks us about anything, we're here to work. So Always. If you have ideas, run them through us. Because that's what I want to do. Like, if, if your idea bases around the city of Houston and furthering it, mm-hmm. come to me. Because I'm here to do it. Yes, sir. And on that, I'll sign the podcast off. Like, love it. I might cry. www.southsidecollection.com. Southside Collection on all Facebook, social media. Okay, Cupid, all those other good things. Dope Easy, Texas Leaguers. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Thank you. We're out. If I can just slide it to Don't stop it. Don't cry. Nah, we're good. Real recognize real, and you ain't really real, cause you get a lot of dope. But if you wanna know if a nigga really real, see what he say when he get around a hoe. Uh-huh. Yeah, the streets talk, but the sheets talk more. Laying in bed trying to keep my hoe. All in the ear trying to say what dope is. But the gag is, I don't need that hoe. I just need my dro. A little high tech, and I sip that slow. Then get that dope. And when I'm done, call up a thick black hoe who do XOs like she playing tic tac toe. Uh-huh. And sit back slow, and watch her do tricks like she working me live when she hit that pole. Hold up, she stretching like physical fitness. The Lord is my witness, but stay out my business, cause niggas be claiming. They real, but really be fake than a bitch How you say you a gangster, but always be gossiping Keeping my name on your lips Look homie, it ain't no discussion You niggas so lame, it's disgust Pillow talking for pussy, I swear there's too many niggas who hating for none Look, stop all that talking, boy, you gossip like a bitch Hold up, stop pillow talking, boy, you sound just like a bitch Nigga, stop all that talking, boy, you gossip like a bitch Hold up, stop pillow talking, boy, you sound just like a bitch Nigga, you gum bump like a young buck Dumb fuck, put your tongue up Always telling bitches other niggas business When you tryna fucking come up on one nut Look, real niggas don't squeal, nigga And lame niggas drop names, nigga My side piece is a dime piece And she way out of all you niggas price range These niggas like change, yeah, they drop downs Simp niggas got the world feeling lopsided Trick niggas doing things to fake 48 But I wouldn't buy a bitch a bag of hot fries Never been a meal ticket and she still with it No dollar bills needed when you real with it To get the pussy, gotta do a little pillow talk And you ain't a real nigga if you still did it Real talk Back when I had a prime coat Boys hated when they see me with a fine hoe My side hoe give me hair with a blindfold Why you handcuffing, giving statements like 5-0 Fine, bro, go on, tell her my business I'm still gonna be inside her mouth like a dentist Hold up, she stretching like physical fitness The Lord is my witness, boy, stay out my business Cause niggas be claiming they real But really be fake than a bitch How you say you a gangster but always be gossiping Keeping my name on your lips Look, homie, it ain't no discussion You niggas so lame, it's disgust Pillow talking for pussy I swear that there's too many niggas who hating for none Look, stop all that talking Boy, you gossip like a bitch Hold up, stop pillow talking Boy, you sound just like a bitch Nigga, stop all that talking Boy, you gossip like a bitch Hold up, stop pillow talking Boy,